can this hear you both. This conference will now Leon? be recorded. Yes. No, no, no. This is um, she, she. She. I'm in the room with her. So, and I was stepping out. She's going to dial in again. Let's make sure she gets oh, on. No. Yeah. No problem. No problem. And if she has to get off by three thirty or three forty-five, we may be done with the information by then. We'll see. Perfect. Yeah. How are you? Hmm. Very good. Leading people all over the world to be their greatest. That's Thank you for asking. It is. It, it is. And uh, and a uh, nice uh, spiritual energy uh, for some people with uh, Rosh Hashanah. So Hi, that's neat. I think it worked. Yes. Well, I can hear you both. Absolutely. The call is being recorded too, and then it'll be emailed to you. Um, okay. To uh, yep, to listen back again and again. Well, wonderful. Thank you. It, it is Rosh Hashanah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Tonight at sundown till Sunday. Fantastic. I yeah, to... yeah. Good elevation of energy around the world. It's not just for Hebrew people. It, it really should be something that everybody tries to uh, just anchor into and elevate humanity. It's a good thing. I completely agree with you. We yeah. would have a better... What'd you say, Kathy? I said we would have a better world. Amen. That's right. Right. The more all of us uh, can anchor into with bright light and positivity and find these reasons to uplift humanity and uh, our surrounding community would be better. Right. And uh, I, I from the data you both sent in, I see everybody went down just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Correct. So we'll discuss that again towards the end of the call. Let's get in and have some fun and uh, in, get intellectually stimulated here. So open up one. You're, you're breaking up. I can barely hear you. Together to the first diagram in the educational call tab that says what happens to the fats that we eat. Okay. No, is that okay? One yes. Yeah. Yes. And that. Yep. So you're turning to the first diagram in the mm -hmm. educational call tab. And Sabrina, you're there too? Yep, I'm here. Okay. I know she's got brain overload. Yeah, you got brain overload. So you can sit back, relax, and listen. This will be a different type of information. But then again, when you get into a hormone study and endocrinology, you may say, oh, wow, I remember Dr. Leon talking about this. Right. So today, the next 45 minutes, this is going to be quite fun. Now, Sabrina, some of this is um, before your time, really before you were born, but these trends, they have come back into reality stronger than ever, whether we're going to discuss low fat, no fat, artificial flavors, artificial sweeteners that have come into play that unfortunately are being used by companies to replace fat sources, reduce calories, and poison us. This is all very real, very real, because there's a lot of magic that happens on this page. This is where my mother had a tremendous, and the program now has a tremendous following with a scientific backing on how we can reduce medications, lose weight, reduce inflammation on cells. So today's call is a paradigm shifter. Now we really start to enlighten you on an intellectual level because it is profound to say what happens to the fat we eat? Why do we need to eat the correct fats for our individual systems? And what is fat? Because fat is a real confusing topic. I mean, from the 1970s to the 2000s, trends have come and go. It's really confusing. 
and I know your mom is going to agree with almost all of this, as everybody does, whether it was Flavio who walked across the television screen, which was this tall, handsome, long-haired guy in his underwear, Sabrina, carrying a tub of I can't believe it's not butter. And in the late 80s, that started a whole fad to get everybody away from certain types of fat. Cool Whip right. came into play. Do you remember that, Kathy? Mm -hmm. Cool Whip. Mm -hmm. Sabrina, have oh, yeah. you ever seen Cool Whip or do you know what that yeah, is? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. And that's come back around more than enough. And Crystal Light has come back more than enough. These are key trends that where these companies fooled people out of eating fat. And they synthetically modify our food chain with neurotoxins, sweeteners that are artificial that we know now cause cancer. Or a fancy word is called carcinogens. And then soft drink companies got into play with, you remember the zero calorie diet sodas? And oh, then yeah. the NutraSweet diet sodas? Mm -hmm. And all of these are now known to be poisonous. They are cerebrally toxic. And I say cerebral because they are what we call, they clot the blood brain barrier, which is a very important spongiosis place in between both hemispheres of our brain that works like a filtering system. And these neurotoxins that are in these foods and these sodas actually clot the blood brain barrier. This is proven. This is not Dr. Leon Melman or Sari Melman research. It is now stamped, done. And just recently, in the past five years, saccharin has come back. Wow. Different type, very scary in lots of children's drinks and adult processed drinks and spraying our foods, spraying our foods with GMOs. Um, if someone has something dinging, like going off, like if you're getting emails oh, sorry, or messages, it's okay. If you, it. It's okay. If you could just turn that down for me, that would be great. Yeah, I, so, I was so, wondering so, what that was. Yeah. All so right. these these chemicals, they're coming full circle again. These trends exist and we have to be able to identify them so we can choose when to poison ourselves and when not to, or even better, not even poison ourselves at all. But what role do they have in biochemistry? Well, this is where things get confusing. Low fat, no fat, do I do keto, do I do paleo, high fat, no fat, high protein, high fat. I don't know whether it's a women's health magazine or you're gonna watch someone on cable TV. It's really, really confusing what to do with fat. And then there's companies that have come out with fat supplements, whether it's an essential fatty acid oil from fish or an essential fatty acid oil from nuts. We just don't know. And the worst part is everything is combined. And it gets even more confusing because as of 2002, even though we're in 2020, you know, the medical association leveraged against the supplement world and doctors that were practicing nutrition to get the rights to prescribe fish oil. I mean, who would ever think that you could go to a doctor and they were going to write your prescription for freaking fish oil? It's hysterical. But we're also talking about the trend where they scared everybody away from shellfish, dairy fat, all types of fat. And Lipitor came out. And different drugs came out on the market to help people's bodies that weren't getting enough fat. Or they were eating all these foods that had fat removed. But here it is. They had those chemicals and the chemicals caused damage and the chemicals caused frustration. I'll prove it to you. 
in the late 90s and the early 2000s. Do you remember the commercials for class action yeah. lawsuits? If you had taken yeah. Lipitor or a family member has taken Lipitor and they have died of cancer or all of a sudden have been diagnosed with it, please join our class action lawsuit. Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. a side effect. So what I'm sharing with you today, it's not to build up and make you feel overwhelmed. It's to show you that these trends are real. What is happening in society with food is real. So we need tools. We need educational technology to see between the lines and figure out what is right for my system. How do I figure this out? And with snapshots of blood and what we do to identify white blood cell death and which white blood cells will not be bombarded by food is the ultimate starting process. So today, it's important that we know that that word fat, all fat means is essential fatty acid, which is a fancy word. So essential fatty acid hyphen EFA, all that means is fat. It's confusing to people because it's a fancy piece of language, but that's all it means. So fats in biochemistry, ladies, are referred to as essential fatty acids. Now they're essential because we need them to be present in your bloodstream to manufacture something called a prostaglandin, which most people have never heard of. Have either of you heard of these glands? Before? Yeah, I have. Good, good. And how about you, Kathy? You ever hear of yes, them? Or yes. No? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, a lot of people became familiar with that word when they knew someone or they were simply playing with Viagra or Cialis or Levitra. These are hormonal drugs on the market to help people perform better, whether it's with exercise or adult fun, because on the boxes of these, it actually said synthetic prostaglandin. And that was really the first time people saw this. Then on the first series and the second series of Celebrex, which is another medical drug that not only increases right? circ it is it increases circulation, it's anti-inflammatory, and it's a steroid, and it works through prostaglandin pathways. So this was the first time that a lot of the general public heard of that word. But what you need to know is that you have three glands that are PG one, two, and three. PG stands for prostaglandin, and we're born with these glands that flood our bloodstream. Now, we look for that when we get your blood sample back, just like most of us, praise God, are born with two eyes, two ears, a heart with four valves, and sometimes maybe something specific congenital to that person. Otherwise, we are looking to identify your prostaglandins when we get your blood sample. So for fun, in the rest of the call, we call prostaglandin 1 PG1, prostaglandin 2 PG2, and prostaglandin 3 PG3. Now we have to ask ourselves, what could be the importance of these glands that I've heard of, but I really don't know a lot about? And here's the better question. What are the common problems that our immune systems experience that directly involve prostaglandin function? So let's discuss that. If someone has high blood pressure, the medication prescribed to reduce this has the effect of an anti-inflammatory for their cardiovascular system because it reduces inflammation there. If someone has a problem with the respiratory system, whether it's their sinuses, upper respiratory or lower respiratory, what are they prescribed? Claritin, Allegra, maybe a steroid inhaler to reduce what, ladies? To reduce inflammation. That's the fundamental. Bowel problems. If people are prescribed medication for their gastrointestinal system, it is to reduce inflammation in the bowel. Muscles. People are given anti-inflammatories for muscles. Hey, how about your dermatologists? When we go to dermatologists for your skin, 
what do they give you? A steroid cream for the skin, which is an anti-inflammatory. How about your ophthalmologists, your eye doctors? You ready for this? Because guess what? It's the same thing. It sounds like a broken record after a couple minutes. Those eye drops that you can buy over the counter or prescribed, they are anti-inflammatories for the eyes. So the medical point that my mother brought to light and that we still teach to this day and emphasize is the fact that sometime or another, at least one of our parts of our immune systems is going to need an anti-inflammatory. And your body has the capacity to manufacture its own anti-inflammatories for each end organ system. Therefore, we can try to provide our immune system with the correct food to accomplish this. And this is exactly how many people need less medication on this program, and eventually some remove all medication. And the people that you were referred by, by the way, every single one of them as of last week is now on less medication. A win-win, aside from weight loss. That's phenomenal. And that just got back to me through counsel. So we have some goals to work towards on this program now that you're being introduced to what we call as PG technology. We're going to have to fulfill a mission. And the mission is to find foods on your program that will cause these three prostaglandins to be produced in your system. Once the prostaglandin fluid is challenged in and it proves compatible, then I will suggest to you to constantly flood your system with the appropriate anti-inflammatory hormone, aka PG food. Ladies, that's called PG stacking. So once you have one food and then other foods that are PG foods, I will constantly say to you, remember to PG stack your foods at every meal because they accelerate weight loss, they allow for hormonal correction, they allow for reducing cellular inflammation to reduce medication. Win, win, win. I don't know anybody who's not into the double W's and even a triple W. That's the win, win, win. Of course. Of course. So yeah, it's, it's silly, but it's the truth. So, and it's fun. So let's get into the first pathway off to the left, PG1, where you see the words corn, olive, sunflower, and peanut, and then apricot, grape, avocado, and coconut. Now, we can look at this and say, Dr. Leon, I've had these foods before, but I didn't gain the benefit you're talking about. Remember, chances are you ate a lot of these foods on your challenge list before, but you were eating them with reactive foods that cause cell death, not an allergy, not a sensitivity, cell death. And when cells die, they're dead weight. They have no ability to communicate. And if the body is more frustrated, unfortunately, the body can't get rid of them. So people get toxic, whether they appear overweight or they have a nice frame per height, except they're hurting or they have unhealthy lab values. And someone looks at them and says, God, how could they be ill? Well, because they're eating things that cause cell death. So when you look at PG-1 and this beautiful pathway where the four arrows lead you down the diagram and you get a PG-1 anti-inflammatory produced that in turn manufactures a female or male hormone, this is the process that just takes place when that food goes into your mouth. It's really phenomenal. This is innate intelligence. You don't have to stick a USB in you. You don't have to read a book, download a program, and then your brain knows how to do this. This is just an innate intelligence that takes place. However, we can't take it for granted because if you challenge in a PG food and then another PG food and they don't work, that means that that gland is tired. It's exhausted still, and it needs more time to repair. So then I would say, let's not challenge in any more of that PG pathway. 
your body still needs time to repair and correct. Now, those acids and those enzymes that you see there, they are naturally occurring in your body when that food is assimilated correctly, not metabolized, assimilated. That means nutrients is extracted. Innate intelligence produces these acids, extracts nutrients from the food, and produces for you a prostaglandin hormone. It's miraculous. Now, PG-2 was very controversial. And you can kind of see when you look at PG-1 and PG-2, it almost looks like they interact with each other. Great news, all three pathways interact with each other through something called arachidonic acid. Now, I'm not going to get crazy molecular chemical on you, but in the 1980s, and Sabrina, this is cool for you to know being in med school. In the 1980s, the medical system blamed arthritis and joint decay on arachidonic acid. And they came out with medication to stop people's bodies from making arachidonic acid. Then you know what happened in the late 90s? They said, oh my God, we made a mistake. Arachidonic acid is the key. It actually helps our joints. It actually helps lubricate the body. It actually reduces wow. pain. Oops, I'm sorry. Here you go. The same trend again. Yeah, and that's that was in Time Magazine. It's a very famous Time Magazine cover that a lot of us collect where the cover said inflammation, the wave of the future, knowing how to manage it. But to look back to see ahead is a famous phrase because we can learn from that. We can see these trends and going forward, we can call, we can call, we, we can call smoke when we, when we see it or see it coming, which I call health forecasting, which is really what you're hearing today. When we're able to forecast a new healthcare trend, not something that's real, a trend. So when we look at PG2, this is controversial because my God, from the late 80s to the 2000s, people were hating on shellfish. They were hating on any type of fat that came from an animal. And I'm not discussing vegan concepts or plant-based concepts right now. It was just when that first phase of Lipitor came out, following Crystal Lights comeback, following Cool Whip, yeah. following I Can't Believe It's Not Butter, following I Can't yeah. Believe It's Not Soy, following the little sugar caddies of Sweet and Low and Equal that were all neurotoxins and causing strokes all over the world and bringing on neurological diseases, this is what you're looking at with PG2. And Sabrina, this call today for you being a new and upcoming young doctor, you may not even learn of some of these trends, but they're so important because these chemicals come back around and listen to your mom saying, wow, I remember that. Yes, I remember that. It's very Everything real. Low fat. Every hour, low fat. Low fat and chemically tainted. Very chemically yep. tainted. So red mass, that's right, and, and preserve it. Because sea salt and fat are excellent preservatives. Hey, but you know, why, uh, right. why, just, why, why just leave it the way God intended? Or why leave it the way it comes up on the planet and we can just use food the way maybe it was intended? No, they molecularly play with it, so to speak. So red meats, dairy fats, and shellfish were very controversial. And what's interesting is talking to friends and family and other intellectual people, sometimes you'll hear this phrase, God, I just can't eat you know, shellfish, or I just can't eat a dairy fat. It like, I feel like it takes my body so long to process. See mm -hmm. that type of languaging, it's just not true because look what's in front of you. There's three quick arrows and then a PG is produced. Now you could think, yeah, but Dr. Leon, maybe that person was having a food reaction and that food didn't challenge him well, or maybe they were eating that food with reactive food. And maybe that's what they were physically feeling. Aha, that's my dietary engineer. Now I've got you thinking way outside the box. So that's the correct thinking. 
that person was having a physical food symptom, but the associations to these food structures, thinking that they could pinpoint a food, highly unlikely because all our foods integrate and react with each other within two to sometimes even three days. But what is true here, and get ready because this is where it gets exciting. Many institutes, including one of our favorite, which is called the Finnish Institute of Technology over in Europe, they have constantly proven why people with high fat diets, whether it's from different forms of dairy or shellfish or meats, can benefit. And they conclude that in this type of fat, there is another type of fat called sphenogolipids. It's a very fun word like extraterrestrial. I'm going to spell it for you. Sphenogolipids. S-P-H-E-N-O-G-O. That's right, sphingolipids. And would you know that they're very beneficial for preventing, don't fall off your seats, colon cancer and preventive for cardiovascular disease? Hey, in the past five to seven years, what's the number one cancer on the rise? Colon cancer. Colon. Isn't that interesting? This is not a coincidence. This is called a God incidence. Because when you're looking at the trends, you're understanding what's going on, you can see between the lines. And then when insurance starts paying for things, oh my God, does it come front and center? But this institute, the Finnish Institute, and then Stanford, SMU, North Carolina University, many of these universities have supported documentation on why certain types of high-fat diets, especially from different dairies, different mollusks, different shellfish, and even types of red meats, have these sphenogolipids that are very beneficial for preventing colon cancers and cardiovascular diseases. But hear me clearly, please. It's only if these foods challenge in well, correctly, and meet the protocol of dietary immunology will you know that you're going to benefit from them. So don't go putting in things too quickly because you must get the two-day proof. You may, right. you need to not have physical food symptoms because those are how our white blood cells communicate to us, and we need to listen. This is an interactive experience with your body. It is communicating back to you. And do not be concerned if PG2 does not challenge in well because you can get those other amino acids and those fats from other PG pathways. We just have to be patient and let your temple heal or let your immune system and your body heal. So looking back to see ahead, your mom already said this. Kathy said, oh, they took out the fat. They put in the synthetics. That's right. Mm -hmm. So here, here, here's some fun language to play on. Everyone that grew up eating low-fat or no-fat milk, you know that your body couldn't even use the protein because here's what biochemists don't tell you. You need fat to use protein. To extract the nutrients from these foods and use calcium, which is the whole market, right? If it's dairy fat, it's calcium. If it's this, it, well, guess what? If all the fat's removed, your body can't use the nutrients. Why do you think so many people that were drinking tons of milk still developed arthritis? They still develop joint disease because their body wasn't using the calcium correctly. So we can talk ourselves into anything about nutrients. But how do we know if our immune system using it correctly? Because as human beings, we just take it for granted. We have. Before you stepped in and started learning about dietary immunology, we're all in that boat. How do we know? We just eat and I guess I hope my body uses it correctly. So the medical point I'm emphasizing here is that if it's a dairy structure, 
if it's a shellfish structure, if it's a red meat structure, if it's any structure that gets tagged as a problem from your white blood cells, your immune system is not going to take the nutrient with that food and use it well, which is exactly why when we have to answer the biochemistry question of, hey, what about calorie counting, which also means energy expenditure, that does not exist when you get past the first 30 steps. Because if your white blood cells tag that food as a problem, that's it. It's dead. There is no good energy. That nutrient in that food, your body's got to poop it out. It's got to assimilate it, hopefully. Or unfortunately, if that person keeps eating that food, it causes damage. Because white blood cells tag it as a problem. And over time, they will make an antibody to it. And that's why people get calcific soft tissue issues and calcific issues all over their skeletal system, as well as other nutrients that can cause problems. So now we get to PG3. PG3 was really popular in the 1970s through the 1980s. This was called your macrobiotic pathway. Sabrina, this is where a lot of plant-based proteins come from. This is now called the veganism pathway between PG1 and PG3, and it's become again, popular in the philosophical healing world of fighting serious infections because of what is there with the B vitamins, the high fat content, and the high protein content. So in the PG3 pathway, you'll see the words nuts, walnuts, soybean, other beans, variations of wheat. Write that in. And it was very commonly called in the 70s and the 80s, the macrobiotic pathway, also known as an, anti an alternative anti-cancer diet philosophy. This is PG3, ladies. It is the most complicated. I say it's the most complicated because there are an extra step needed. There are five arrows there needed mm -hmm. once that food goes into your mouth. So just looking at that, maybe we start to think, well, if it's the most complicated and requires the most energy, hey, Dr. Leon, does it take the most time to process the food, right? And I would say, Yes. And now we say, oh, my God, like our society is sleeping less. Um, we're talking ourselves out of sleep. We're overstimulated from technology. Wow. Maybe PG3 foods want to process in my body, but I'm not giving my body enough time to process the food. Aha. So maybe we're the problem. Mm, this is interesting, right? Because now mm -hmm. if we rewind a little bit, mental health issues really became a focus in the late 1980s. Ah, wow. Now there's a clearer picture. They remove the fat from food. They synthesize it with tons of chemicals and artificial issues that actually clot the blood in our brain. Then they bring back drugs that have side effects that affect us mentally. In the late 1990s to 2000s, the conversation of this bipolar chemistry. Our brains are deprived of oxygen. People have sleep apnea. There is mental disability and mental health. Now they come out with drugs, Ritalin, class two narcotic, seriously based in cocaine and heroin. Then it's brother or sister drug, Adderall comes. They remove Ritalin from the market because of its damaging effects. Dermatology removes a couple of their medications because of the damage to the liver that also have mental side effects. And the story goes on and on. 
I point this out because it all comes back to fat assimilation in the brain and then fat assimilation in the body. And we can't force these things to work. So again, if you challenge in a PG3 food and it does not break down correctly, we don't want to frat. It's going to be okay. Your body will make an antibody over time because that white blood cell was violated and it tagged it as a problem. And then your body produces a release of chemicals, which is a physical food symptom. Absolutely amazing when we can have this interactive experience with our body and understand the feedback. However, we can create healing. Whether you have PG food working for you or not, your body is doing something. Trust the temple. It is doing something positive. It's the only thing our immune system knows to do, and that is heal. And Kathy, you're a living example of that. And so are you, Sabrina, and so am I, because we've all been through physical trauma with mm -hmm. our bodies. Now, if PG3, that long step pathway doesn't work, check it out. You got your fish oil pathway. Three quick arrows and boom, you get a PG3 produced. So automatically you're, you're breaking up. I can barely hear you. Hello? During the week, I don't get Hello? 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 What we call horizontal time. Maybe I should only really challenge in one of these PG tunnel time. That has more steps. I got you thinking. Especially what we do with our life. Hello? I have grounding. Hello? Yeah, I have grounding bracelets on too. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, we we didn't yes, hear the. I can hear you. We didn't. You you broke yep, up on I us. I can hear and you. We didn't hear. You broke up on us, and we didn't hear the last minute of what you said. Okay. Okay, no problem. Thank you. I, I appreciate think, that. I so what I was saying was, is if the five step. Um, it, okay. No problem. Thank you, Kathy. So what I was saying okay. is, with that fish oil pathway, it's quick. There's three steps there, right? But mm -hmm. even if even if we can't get PGs to work because you've learned so much about them, your body's still doing something really good and it's healing. But as soon as we can flood the system with PGs, better female hormone regulation starts to happen. Reducing inflammation starts to happen. And that's because you'll start to flood your system with PG foods once they challenge it and we know that they work. Now, before we go into labeling your challenge lists, let's go ahead and add some numbers to the diagram in front of you. So over your PG1 column, ladies, please write in primary omega-3, secondary omega-6. Primary omega-3, secondary omega-6. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Primary omega-6, secondary omega-3. Sorry, flip those. I apologize. Okay. Flip those. Yep, it's primary omega-6, secondary omega-3. Then over your PG3 pathway, where the fish is and the walnuts, nuts, different variations of wheat, that mm -hmm. is primarily omega-3, secondary omega-6. It's the, it's the flip. Now, interesting conversation in the world of biochemistry and hormone performance. When your PG1 and PG2 come together and work, you get an omega-9, which you may have heard of. It's interesting. Same thing for PG2 to PG3. This happens because of that big long arrow in the middle 
called arachidonic acid. Hint, hint, pretty cool. This is also where in the world of chemistry, and Kathy, you may have just heard of this. Sabrina, you may have recently read about this in female magazines. There is an amazing new National Geographic magazine out titled Sleep. The whole magazine is dedicated to sleep, and I strongly suggest you get it and read it. We have a couple mm -hmm. copies. It's it is going to be a collectible. It is phenomenal. I've already had over when did it 80, come out? Uh, just this month. I've had over 80 emails between active and non-active patients say, "Doc, you got to read this. Oh my God, get in touch with National them. Have them do an interview." Yes, it's titled Sleep. It's a phenomenal entire magazine dedicated to sleep. But let's not get lost here. Let's focus on Primrose Oil. Do you see that there between PG1 and PG2? Mm -hmm. So for those people, and, and Sabrina, this is something I'm going to be suggesting to you in the next week or two in case another food doesn't challenge in, and even though we did get some positive change with your menstrual cycles with Ms. Flo's recent visit. Omega-9 actually is found in that beautiful oil that comes from that, that plant called the evening primrose, and it is immediate omega-9, and it is medically proven to support anti-inflammatory issues, and hormonal harmonics. I do not use the word balance. You both know that. We've been on the phone for quite some time already. A harmonic is an energy wavelength. A harmonic is something that learns to interpret energy as well as put out energy. The word balance is an illusion, and we can't associate to that because it also is trying to fit us into a box to check a box. And we're alive. We're a beautiful, live human organism. We deserve something better than just checking boxes. We deserve to understand feedback. We deserve to interact with our body and understand what's happening from day to day and from food to food. And that's what my mother believed, and that's what she did with me. And here we are 39 years later. So make sure you write down omega-9, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll be, we'll be tracking that. Because these omegas, they have become confusing, just like when I opened the call, I said essential fatty acid. People read magazines, women's health, sports magazines, and they really don't understand that, that fat is an essential fatty acid. Fat is EFA. That's all it is. Now, what we're doing with our performance, whether we physically stress our bodies more, whether it's physical or like Sabrina studying in a medical school, that is a physical stress. So now what happens is, hey, should I focus more on omega-6 or omega-3? So that's where research comes into play with performance, and it's really cool. They've shown that omega-3 um, less and more omega-6 is better for people that train in high-level cardiovascular intervals, right? And for people that don't, more omega-3. So that's something to think about as we individualize your portfolios of food and you start to challenge in things. Now, before, we before I end the recorded portion of the call, I want to ask, do either of you have any questions of what we learned you know, today? The, I, I have a quick question. At one point, I did mention to you that I saw the doctor in D.C. who did all this nutritional testing on me, and mm -hmm. came, she came up. And it wasn't obviously as intense as yours. It was just sensitivity mm -hmm. to food. Right. One of the things that was recommended to me, because um, I showed that I was on the early stages of menopause, was that evening primrose oil. Mm -hmm. So I, yes. was, I was taking that for a while. Yeah, evening primrose oil, um, even from the 1950s all the way to the 1990s, was one of the number one probably, I would say it was one of the number one top 
10 topics. So if there was any naturopath, any medical doctor, anybody, Katy, that was going to post-conference education and wanted to learn about supplements and hormones, oh, they were taught about evening primrose oil. It's been on the planet a very long time. It's considered a very powerful healing plant. And it is more associated to helping the female immune system with hormone regulation, um, mental irritability, and memory. Um, I do support men taking it because men are hormonal too. We're just in a male chauvinistic country. So it's ridiculous. <laughs> men are hormonal should, too. Should I be continuing with this? Because I, I, I you can challenge that in. You can, you can challenge that in. Later I can challenge in. That's okay. right. Right. After we get to day 11, day 12, we're going to evaluate how many foods have worked, what's going on, and you could challenge that in. Um, that's why I'm, I pointed that out earlier to Sabrina. As soon as we see her pull out of this menstrual cycle, um, if a food doesn't challenge in well, I'm going to suggest that, especially with the stress she's dealing with with school. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, any specific questions to the educational aspect of today? I want to end the recording and then, Kathy, that's a good question. We'll edit that out because this recording will be shared with others, but I wanna get into just labeling your challenge lists and putting numbers by the PG foods. So I'm gonna close this call out. I'm gonna just end the recording, stay on the line, and then we'll go right into numbering your PG foods, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, hold on, thank you. <laughs>